0: everyone and welcome to Artifacts. I'm your host, Marissa Dickens, and today's guest is an athlete, a videographer, a photographer, and my friend, Kevin Gunawan! Yay!
1: <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. Thank
0: you for coming <laughs> on this podcast. you like my little intro I did there?
1: <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it.
0: So let's get started. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Where did you grow up?
1: So I'm originally from the south suburbs of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. I'm about 15, 20 minutes away from Minneapolis. I'm kind of like a medium-sized suburb town called Apple Valley. I don't think there's anyone famous. Actually, Lindsay Vaughn from there, and then Trey and Tyus Jones, who play for Duke, but Tyus Jones plays for the Timberwolves now. So kind of, kind of a little cool town. I mean, I loved it. Minnesota has my heart. Yeah, like I said, I grew up so close to the city. I always had the chance to hang out downtown Minneapolis growing up. Being in Minnesota, like, it's so accessible to, like, the lake life and going up north and being, like, outdoorsy. So I think I had, like, a little taste of everything growing up.
0: Do you think living there kind of influenced how you're so active now with athletics and being outdoorsy and biking and all those things?
1: I think so a little bit. I think that's the culture and the community I was kind of raised in. Everyone is very active all the time. People are out running on the sidewalks. You'll always see people like biking on the roads. I Nordic skied in high school, which is like cross country skiing. The entire culture kind of encompasses endurance sport lifestyle. You're not done after you're like in high school if people just kinda of do it for the rest of their lives. And I think that's a big part of like the Minnesota culture is like being outside and just being active.
0: So when you were younger, how did you get into uh, filmmaking?
1: I think oh gosh. Was I think photography a big first. a lot of, Yeah, it was definitely photography first in high school. I can still remember, like, the very first picture I've ever taken in my life. And I think I was, like, on a trip in Canada, like, on Ontario with my family. My mom asked me to take a picture of her with this, like, little tiny digital shitty camera. I remember, like, distinctly taking a picture, and then, like, she printed it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. But I was, like, really young, maybe, like, six years old. But I guess, like, where my journey kind of started was in high school. My sophomore year, I decided to take a... Uh, A film class so 35 millimeter film you shoot it all you only have 36 shots and then you like develop it and then you scan it and then you just do all that crazy stuff and like that taught me how to use a camera on like a manual settings i was able to learn how like your iso works and your shutter speed and your aperture and like it really forced you to like the nitty-gritty basics of foundations photography and then from there i was like really into photography all the time. I don't know why. I was like one of those classic like high school kids who like post pictures of like trying to be artsy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like my junior year, I joined uh, like the broadcasting class, which is like I don't know if your high school had one, but you like do the school news and you like produce videos and uh, like stories of people in the community and stuff. And so that was my first chance to get my hands on like a camera. And I think. So yeah like those high school classes that like, gave me the chance to be hands-on I never was I mean you probably know I like I'm not a very big school person in the traditional sense I don't put in the time and work I should into like my generals like I do into like the classes I'm intrigued and interested by which is always like the art and the communication classes like if it doesn't intrigue me I'm not going to put in the work <laughs> and like put the time it's like not worth it for me yeah, I'll do like no. the bare minimum to get by but that's kind of where I got my start
0: that's awesome that your high school at for those classes.
1: I think it I think that comes in with my, like, being up in a suburb that I did where it was just, yeah, my school had, like, a lot of money so we could have programs like that. We just had all the camera equipment and broadcast technical things to, like, produce things like that for the school. So. You took advantage of I that. I guess I was very fortunate.
0: Yeah, and, like, you know, you're turning out. So you, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to another college before Loyola, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a school.
1: I went to the University of Missouri before Loyola for one semester, and that's my fall semester freshman year. And I went there because I remember during my college search, I Googled best journalism school in the country, and at the time it was the University of Missouri. <laughs> and so then I applied to their J school, got in, and I was like, oh, like, I'm gonna go to like the best journalism school in the country and like be like a documentary, like independent filmmaker or something like that. And I get there and I, I mean, I met some of my closest friends in my life to this day, but it was just (laughs) cornfields, middle of Missouri, classic Greek life, state school vibes, and I realized it got old really quick for me, and it was just, like, not my vibe, so I just knew how to get out of there as soon as possible.
0: Then how did you choose Loyola, then?
1: So (laughs) I went back on my Google search again, (laughs) and I went film slash communication programs in big cities in the U.S., Division one athletic. I was like a competitive runner at the time. And I was like, I need to be still need to have like that competitive aspect in my life. It's a big part of like who I am and how I identify. So I needed that. Basically, what came up was like Fordham College in New York, Loyola Maremont in LA, USC, and then Loyola Chicago. And I was like, oh, like Loyola Chicago. Like I never applied in high school. I had a couple friends from high school who went here, but I like, they're, they're pretty close friends actually. And they ran here too. And so I was like, I think that's the school for me. Like it's in the Midwest. It's close, kind of closest to home. The biggest part for me is like, I wanted to put myself in the best position possible to be successful for my future. And I needed to be in a world that was like, had a very creative atmosphere. And I think Chicago offered that to me at the time. I did no tour. (laughs) I applied, I reached out to the coach. I like got in like within a week and I was like, all right, pack things up. Let's go to Loyola. (laughs) And that's how I kind of ended up here. It was just like a, big win. i don't know take a shot in the dark well really yeah, yeah.
0: that's so funny because i also was like i'm in dance i need to put myself in a position that i need a bigger city i mean i guess i could do like in ohio i could do you know i could teach and do all these things but i wanted a bigger city to get that experience that training so you kind of mentioned running are you cross country your track
1: i'm cross country i was cross country and track but okay. so you kind of mix both if you're like a distance runner so if you're a cross country runner you usually do run track also but if you run track, you don't always run cross country. But they kind of go in hand in hand. They're just, one cross country's in the fall, track in the spring. But yeah, it's a fun sport. I dig it.
0: <laughs> Were you doing it since high school or before then?
1: Yeah, so I joined, I joined the cross country team my freshman year of high school, only on the basis that I wanted to make new friends because I went to like a public charter school for middle school. So I knew no one going to my public high school. At the time, so I thought like joining a sports team was the best chance to like make friends. And the easiest sports team to get onto that was no cut was cross country. And so I was like, Oh, yeah, I'll join the cross country team, it'll be fun. And I guess I just ended up like loving the sport more and more every single year. Made some of my best friends to this day on those teams. Just became a student of the sport. Like I got addicted to it. I, I, th- I think I'm still addicted to it. I
0: think you are. But
1: <laughs> but I think at a certain point, I was like, by my junior year, I was horrible. My freshman somewhere like, I sucked. I was getting like a hundredth place at the JV meet. And then my junior year, something just clicked for me. And I was starting to like win a couple of races or something. And I was like, man, this could be a possibility for my future. And everything just kind of fell in place for me after that.
0: Okay. so. Your freshman year of college. That's when we met. I was a sophomore. So it was an intro to video production class. Unlike you, I had no film training. And I was like, you know what, let me just add this film major at the time, but I couldn't do it with dance double major. So went to minor, but I was like, let me just add, let me just do this, you know, because I love film. And I remember in class, I'm like, who is this kid? I always call you kid. I'm sorry. Who is this guy? Who walked in? He looks so athletic and sporty. He had, I think you had a camera on you, like you knew your stuff. And I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> and then I met you, and you're super. You were super nice. And but you, but you were also, I think, traveling, so you weren't there sometimes, and you were there. I don't know. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I was. I, just, I was traveling a lot. So
0: <laughs> I just I was remember like, miss
1: class sometimes.
0: It was a really fun class though, because I think we were all. It was just a great group of people.
1: Oh, man. I remember coming to that class thinking I was hot shit. I remember that was my very first ever, like, communication film class at Loyola, and I was, like, at the time, I was, oh, man, I don't need college to be, like, (laughs) successful. I could drop out, figure my own life out as a career. I could be freelancing right now. I remember, like, coming in, I was, like, man, these fools. (laughs) I had such an ego then.
0: I was secretly like, I want this, this guy to be on my team. <laughs> and we were <laughs> paired together, because he's really good. He can teach me some things. I can learn a couple of things. I don't know, you know? And we were paired with Nick. And it was so, I think
2: That's right.
0: that film was the funniest. That time was just really funny to me. Because we didn't really talk that much in class, but then we were paired together yeah You're Like, okay let's write a scripts let's give me a shot list i was like okay this this guy really knows what he's talking about okay okay <laughs> and like we were brainstorming ideas i think we wanted to do a we, i don't know who decided on the horror film but
1: yeah yeah i remember doing that it was funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so funny and then we like shot at night and it was just a great time
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember when i think about that was so long ago i mean like almost what three four years ago now at the time every single year when I'm like making work, producing stuff or creating, I always think I've like reached my personal peak. This is the best work I can produce. And then somehow every single year, I don't notice it. I'm doing better what I did before than the year before. But then I like look back at like work from my, like my freshman year of college. I'm like, man, what the fuck was I making? Or like, why did I do this? It, and at the time I was like, this is the best thing possible. Like I should win an Emmy or not. I don't know. But like, so that's
0: how we met. Uh, Yeah, I was a sophomore, you you are a freshman, and then I'm blending cross-country and filming because they kind of merge for you together, Mm -hmm. I feel like. When did you start filming for the athletic department?
1: So the semester I met you was my first semester at Loyola, and I, I was training really well through the end of the semester into that summer and getting ready for that fall 2018 Cross country season. And I was like really fit. I was running a lot of miles in the summer, doing really good workouts. And I could say now that I was probably doing way too much my body could handle in the summer. But I rolled into that fall of 2018 season feeling too good. And I, I, something weird happened where I, one run, I, start, I started like getting numbing and tingling in my left leg. I just couldn't feel it. And I was like, you know, what's going on? But I would just keep running through it just because I was ignorant. And I just kept doing that every single day, and it's got worse and worse and worse, until the point where, like, man, like, I can't even run. I can't feel my leg, and my lower back hurts. I did all the x-rays, MRIs, and it turned out like, I had a herniated disc in my lower back, and, like, it was causing, like, nerve damage. So I just pushed it so far that they're telling me, like, I could do, like, cortisol shots, or I could do, like, some sort of surgery, uh, or I could not run. Or, like, run some sort of competitively in the future if you wanted to. I guess it was the hardest decision in my life because that entire fall I was going through all this shit, and then that winter break I just decided I was like, I think it's time for me like wrap up my like competitive career. I just hurts too much. I think I really need to take a long break and a break being like a year to like eight months of just no exercise. And so then I just decided I was going to quit the team, which was like one of the saddest things I ever remember doing. I like remember like coming back in January. I'm like I'm done forever.
0: That's sucks I just remember just like crying. You see each other
1: every day. People I had, like, the closest relationships at this school I was, like, kind of, like, cutting ties with. And I was like, oh, gosh, this sucks so much. And so I was still kind of involved. I would still come to practice and just help coach out, like, and just with anything they need help with. But I wanted to, like, be able to contribute more to a program that has given me so much already. And, like, literally really took a big chance on me on taking me on. And I, like, owe them to the very end. How can I like contribute in my way? And so I reached out to the video director slash creative director at Loyola, who's Austin Hansen. And I kind of knew him acquainted just from like shoots and media stuff already. But I reached out to him, I was like, I just wrapped up, I'm done running for an athletic program. And I was wondering if you needed like an intern or like if you ever needed help with shooting and like. I actually have this, like, passion for, like, filming and photography and creative stuff. He emailed me back. He's like, yeah, like, let, let, like, let's meet up. Let me interview you. Like, bring, like, a flash drive with your portfolio and your work you've done before. And, like, I show up. He's looking at my work. He's like, oh, this is sweet. Love it. And then we're, like, just talking about our, like, favorite filmmakers and YouTubers and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I guess we, like, really kicked it off. And I'm very fortunate because he's also given me so many opportunities in my life to, like, where I am today. Winter slash spring of 2019, that's when I started interning for Loyal Athletics under Austin. And I just started with, like, some very simple projects, making Instagram stories for teams, being a second shooter. Just anything really he needed help with that he, did, like, didn't have time for, that's what I was doing in spring of 2019 and kind of built up from there.
0: Look at you take an initiative and, <laughs> and you're still, which is cool because you're still, even though you're not training with them or running with them, Always anymore, not part of like, the team. Yeah. Team, but so good to see them and film. Oh, appreciate yeah. sure. it. Talk about some of the projects then you've specifically done for the athletic department. You've probably done a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. What so, are some of your
0: hallmarks, your favorite ones?
1: So after I wrapped up that semester, I think I proved to Austin that I could hold my own, like shooting and editing and managing projects. So I think going into that, what is it it'd be (laughs) fall 2019 I started like leading my own shoots and projects and whatever but I remember doing one for it was a was it like an ESPN commercial or halftime commercial for like men's basketball streams we like did a shoot at Maggie Daly Park for the student section and did a bunch of archival footage of like final four stuff but every single Loyola athletics team was involved or like edited into this one video and it just kind of was like a big hype up thing of like we are Loyola we are Chicago and it was as much as shots of like all this different sports teams Chicago things like the CTA train flying by or just walking around it was at a time where like I kind of have found my own niche of like an aesthetic very fast paced shots went away from that like slow-mo the camera shake and jitter that like, i remember posting that video on my instagram and it just blew up across the university and i was like holy shit this is unreal i was <laughs> i remember like looking at my phone i got like 80 new followers in one day i was like this is kind of cool <laughs> and, like hundreds of reposts and shares and i like okay I think, I think i think i made something cool that's one of my most memorable projects i make so many videos <laughs> or take so many pics that i think are so sweet this is fucking sick this edit I'm like this is me sweet like this is gonna blow up <laughs> it might only get like 30 likes on Twitter <laughs> and like a couple hundred views on Instagram I'm like come on it's like probably one of the best edits ever <laughs> and sometimes that's the way it rolls what I like is not necessarily what everyone else likes mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah I mean I had the chance to travel with so many different teams like I'm always traveling with cross-country and Shrek Last year, I was traveling with women's basketball and men's basketball games, just doing live videos, pictures, and tweets.
0: Did you do the final four?
1: No. So, the final four was actually the very first semester I was at Loyola. So, I was still oh, wow. focused on training and running and just <laughs> assimilating to school life in Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, man, I wish I was in a dream <laughs> to shoot there. But I don't know. Maybe this next year we'll get there, hopefully.
0: Yes when you're filming uh, sports what's what tell me your process
1: most of the time i'm shooting 60 second vertical video instagram stuff <laughs> there's a lot of weird words put together but usually <laughs> okay. we're aiming for like 45 60 seconds of a creative highlight so none of the shots were me taken from the broadcast cam it's all gonna be shot like on like a DSLR or a cinema cam for me usually if i'm going to like a men's basketball game day gentile or like an away game i'll have my hard drive set and ready with all the folders that i need to fill it with and so i'll go into our royalty music free site and kind of listen for music before the game that i'm going to use for the edit and i'll find something probably like hip poppy electronic and fast paced and once i find my piece of song i can kind of like listen to that and know the pace i have to shoot at and like the type of shots i'm going to need. And then from there, like once I shoot the entire game and already have my music selected, I just toss all the footage in all my folders on my hard drive. And usually the goal is to have the video edit and highlight done within like one to two hours of the event done happening. So mm-hmm. after like I edit everything, it's posted right up on social and just like try to be as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So like that's usually a process how most of my work goes for Loy Athletic. It's just very like, fast paced, quick turnaround stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one because it's like taught me to think on my toes. Sometimes you have to kill some puppies and like you can't make the coolest edit or do something crazy in After Effects, but you kind of just have to like tell the story as fast as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. So I like that idea of having like a piece of music first and then kind of building it off of there, mm-hmm. especially for athletic videos. So other projects besides athletics, cause you also were shooting for shorties.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I just remember oh. you were at the 80 Pie formal doing film and didn't you do like some of their promotional sisterhood? Their
1: bid day, yeah, I did their bid yes. day video. I've done recruitment videos for shorties. Yeah, I just kind of try and dip my hand in different Yeah, in every out. different
0: department. I wanted you so bad to do dance, but it never happened.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah we will get there.
0: You'll get there. You'll get there. And I remember too, didn't you photograph for Nick Jonas? He was. He came to sing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like he was in he was in Chicago at Loyola or something. I remember like it was my first semester at Loyola too. And I like just sent out some emails to some people like here's my work. So yeah, I got to shoot Nick Jonas, which is pretty cool. Some of those, some of those pictures still have my favorite ones to this day. It was just like a very good lighting scene in that arena. I don't know why. He just is a very, like, charismatic performer with the lighting and the shots and all the poses. Like, it was very cool. Very cool experience. Yeah, I I mean, I used to think I wanted to be, like, like a concert videographer, photographer, and would go on tour with some sort of artist. Because I remember telling my parents, when I transferred to Loyola in Chicago, I was, like, really into shooting a lot of different concerts. I was, like, shooting, like, John Bellion, Quinn 92, some smaller indie bands that would, like, fly me out or travel me out to, like, their state. I just remember, like, telling my parents, yeah, like, if everything works out well, I'll keep shooting concerts and, like, these artists keep texting me or, like, asking me to come out. If they ask me to go on tour, I'm going to drop out of school right then and there and just go on tour across the country. It never happened, (laughs) but maybe one day I'll go on tour. We'll see, but (laughs) that was one of my dreams.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's probably shifted probably throughout the
1: years. Oh, for sure.
0: Your parents have been supportive throughout all of this, right?
1: i I mean, I'm so fortunate to have parents that I do have because they they really let me pick any school I wanted to go to, and under the pretense that like yeah they'll help they'll help me pay for it no matter how expensive private Catholic school is. No, yeah, they honestly been supportive, especially going into like the creative industry. So many people don't even go to school to enter this industry. Go to like art school, like SCAD, or doing portfolio school to go to like a overpriced Jesuit Catholic school in Chicago and to do like stupid philosophy and all these other classes it just like doesn't make sense in my head but since my parents are helping me pay for school like I have a responsibility to them to like finish it out and you're so close yeah as yeah I'm so close as stupid as (laughs) philosophy classes like I have to do it but yeah they've been supportive and they I think they have a lot of trust in me that I will uh, I will be successful after school because <laughs> I, I always I, I've always nailed it into them I know I'm gonna like make it no matter what I know like <laughs> film digital media is such a general general major to have in your life and this you can do so many different things but I think pushed it on them that like it's gonna work out in the end it like, always does
0: like you said earlier I think you found your niche too of, and I think you're learning your own aesthetic and how you like to work and you've met a lot of people on the way too who can give yeah. you the ends and the connections and all these things. So I'm not I'm not worried about you.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you're a senior. Yeah. Is it crazy?
1: It is crazy this year. It's just this is I mean kind of like I was just talking about before, like I mean I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling eighteen credit hours. I'm working forty hours a week between two jobs and I'm still trying train competitively on a competitive level in running and kind of cycling but not really but trying to still stay pretty run fit I guess this is the first year that I felt man I kind of started too early in my professional career where I feel like I'm I, I should and be done with school and just be like working every day and just creating but at the same time this full-time student. just yeah. so dumb because. I've been, <laughs> to be honest, I've been skipping a lot of class this semester to, like, go shoot events or, like, just take up more work or just be at work. So I'm trying to find a very fine balance of their minimum and still push my professional career as far as possible. So I think um, you always
0: had your foot in the door in other events. You were in class and you'd go do your thing, What starting your career outside of school. And I think
1: senior year. Oh, for sure.
0: When I was a senior I was ready to I was ready to go. Like it's time. I think you probably feel like it's time, you know, mm-hmm. to you get the diploma, you'll get your college oh, yeah. on. But yeah, it's definitely a time of transition. Where did this idea of aesthetics and athletics talk about how that kind of came about?
1: It came from so there's a few like creatives in the running world culture that I've I've followed. And one guy was he captioned his instant tagline and in bio like at the intersection of art and athletics. And then there's a lot of different creatives who, like, once David and he said something in an interview once like, I'm trying to push my two passions for running culture and film and photography. I guess a lot of all the creatives in this industry have that same idea. A big part of me was I wanted to be aesthetics and athletics. Because, like, aesthetics to me is the lifestyle, the lifestyle creative part of my life, of kind of like running, where like it's more than just like a sport, it's a culture and lifestyle where that can include textile design, clothes you wear, and how you present yourself and how you identify. But that's also like the media side too. And then, like, athletics is obviously like the the running, like the cross country track and field world. I want those two worlds to merge together for myself. And so, that's kind of where. I've tagged it like somewhere between aesthetics and athletics. I hope that makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that idea, I, I, I really do.
1: Yeah, I think I've rolled with that for a little while, for a few years now. I think since like my freshman year, that's my tagline or my motto in mm-hmm. life is like the intersection between both. So I Yeah, <laughs>
0: you, can it, you can see it too in like your Instagram posts. The You make running and, and, and sports look cool. Not just from them being active, but the clothing for it. I'm like, I want those paint Like, you just oh,
1: look. <laughs> trying to make the sport look cool, like, even if it's not. <laughs> I think it is cool, but for a lot of people, it isn't. So I, at least I'm trying to present it as a cool thing for other people and try to, like, inspire other people to join
0: mm-hmm, the community, mm-hmm. I guess. I like that. You know, being more inclusive, using film and sports as a way to bring more audiences in who may not
1: watch sports or play sports and whatnot. So.
0: Okay, so would you say narrative or documentary? Probably documentary for you?
1: I would like to think I'd be a documentary, but I'm neither. <laughs> I would say I'm probably more, like, aesthetic. <laughs> if that means
0: anything. Lifestyle? No.
1: To be honest, I when it comes to art, I really hate the deeper meaning. I mean, I have to be a good storyteller, but I hate the storytelling aspect of art. Yeah, I'm all about the visuals, which is really bad to say, because it has to be about the storytelling to make a good edit. But, I'm a really big visual person when it but comes sometimes to like sometimes visual,
0: the visuals lend themselves to a story and the people that you are yeah filming also kind of lend themselves. Oh, out. for
1: sure. I mean, in the end, most of my work is being posted on social. For me, it's basically like whatever is going to get the most impressions and interactions and likes on like Instagram and Twitter and most retweets, that's what's going to trend. And for me right now, I guess that's all I care about rather than- the deeper meaning of things. When it comes down to it for me, it's just what is gonna like keep my audience coming back to my page and how can I keep influencing them to like think a certain way about a program or a person or a team. It's a very manipulative world. <laughs> the no, media like... media is very manipulative and that's the, I guess that's the work I have to do.
0: What's about your camera gear? Tell me what you got. Give me the lowdown.
1: I guess people who are listening won't be able to see it, but I have like this little bookshelf here with all my gear. I've been used still using the same DSLR since freshman year of college. I got the Canon 5D Mark IV, which is like a prosumer kind of like that second tier almost top tier DSLR at the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it was like $3,500 at the time when I got it, it was, and I remember I bought it with all my grad party money from high school. Like I had my grad party <laughs> and then next week or next, not even next week, but like next two days later, I like bought this camera. This is it. And before that, I had the Canon like Rebel Series camera or something. I've been rolling with that. That thing's been through the ring. I mean, everything I've shot on photo and video for the last four or five years has been on that, basically. Besides that, I recently broke my lens for it this past summer. I've also had that lens since my junior high school. And it was a twenty-four seventy f2. point Tamron. And it had in lens stabilization, which was like amazing for shooting videos for me at the time. And so then this summer I bought a new lens and it's the Sigma 2470 F2.8. And it also has IOS. And this IS. And that's just my wombo combo. I just like I feel like I don't need anything more right now because a lot of stuff I'm shooting is like run and gone. I don't need a super expensive prime cinema lens yet. I've been like shooting all my videos on that. I have like three film cameras. And mess around with sometimes but that's for like more personal work like just for me to like have fun with i have a super old like camcorder that i use sometimes to get like old looking video and then like i would put that in like an edit to like give that like kind of retro edgy feel mm-hmm. But i just realized i can do that in my like current camera and it's like edit it to like really shitty or something like that so I have to, like, convert footage and stuff like that that's my camera setup i have like a cage for my camera So I can, like, put, like, all the different mounts on the sides and are on top or whatever, like, loop-de-loop. I also have a DJI Ronin-S, which is my gimbal stabilizer I use Mm -hmm. for, like, super smooth footage. I used to use it, like, a shit ton when I first got it, like, for the first two years. And then I recently kind of changed my style into more of, like, shaky handheld look. Which I've been really enjoying. So I've been mixing it both. Like I kind of find the balance between not always having super smooth footage is the best footage. Like I think sometimes like shaky footage looks better. This last year I got into using the Canon seventy to two seventy to two hundred f two point eight, which is like an ultra zoom lens for all the super tight shots I like. But besides that, my gear isn't that crazy compared to what other creators are using in like industry. I think part of that's because I'm still a college student, but <laughs> way I think about buying gear, I'm investing in myself and my career. And so like whenever buy a new lens or like some sort of filter for it, well this is like coming back around because like if I buy this piece of gear, it's gonna let me do better or like give me the opportunity for this type of shoot, which in turn will be like give me back more money for myself to like get better gear or something like that. It's like a little cycle.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What would you say for someone who's just starting filmmaking, what kind of gear would you would you recommend?
1: I think honestly, like everyone's so accessible to their own gear right now because they have like their phone. Phone cameras are so good now; it's crazy. What My iPhone is it
0: an eleven? I don't know. It's so stable.
1: Yeah, it's, so stable. it's crazy. But I I recently got this phone case here. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's from the company Moment, and Moment makes these phone cases and lenses for your camera phone. So, like, I put this, like, external, mm-hmm. like, lens on my iPhone, and it just, like, oh, changes the whole game for, like, iPhone photography and videography and just film. Super fun. But for, like, people getting into it, you don't need like expensive camera, like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like, I think gear does make a difference a lot of times or sometimes, but anything that you have readily available to shoot and film with is, like, honestly the best gear you have. I think that's it <laughs> i don't really know like i mean i used i i used to have people ask me all the time on like on Instagram i'm like you know like what camera should i buy like i want to really get into it ah oh, man i don't know like what are you trying to film or like what's your niche or style and they just don't know yet mm-hmm. so i have like this pdf document i met with like all these like intro level like consumer cameras let you still shoot at high frame rates but they're still like cheap and like Mm -hmm. very like user friendly. I guess now like Canon makes a very good Rebel Rebel series camera. The Sony A6000 I think is also like a very good intro camera. It like lets you shoot like 1080 at like 60 or 120 frames per second. That means anything. (laughs) But I don't know. A lot of times I feel like people have really nice gear. And just don't know how to use it right because they Mm -hmm. don't have like the foundation of using bad gear and being able to tell a story through that first if Mm -hmm. that makes sense this is a really dumb analogy about to make it's like a painter and an amateur painter like someone who's just started painting and like they have a paintbrush each hair was like hand plucked by like a horse or something and then like that's the every strand of the brush and the other ones like your michaels arts and craft polyester paintbrush he gave that like horsehair paintbrush to like this amateur. Like they're not gonna create a masterpiece. I think it's usually like your edit that makes a difference. How you tell your story. Okay,
0: are you ready for rapid fire questions?
1: Oh sheesh, Yeah, all right.
0: Favorite sport to film slash photograph.
1: Oh, uh, cross country. I mean, it's the sport I grew up in. I have like such a deeper connection to it. Like I can I can feel the pain and suffering they're feeling when I'm filming them, mm-hmm. and I kind of just know what to feel and shoot at the moment.
0: Who or what inspires you?
1: Oh, man. In general, like, other creators in the industry. Any creative content creator, like, at a big state school, like Clemson, LSU, Dayton, all these different colleges, like, I follow, like, a bunch of their creatives, see the work they're posting, and I take inspiration from that. And the same way it goes for, like, people in the professional running world, people who work for the teams and are capturing their training and that stuff creating brands. I took a lot of inspiration from that also.
0: Who is your favorite filmmaker?
1: <laughs> uh, I guess coming from a film guy, I don't really watch that many films, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. I, don't, I honestly don't have one. I mean, like, uh, can of be like Wes Anderson? When it comes to mind, I'm like, oh yeah, Wes Anderson. makes some cool looking films.
0: How would you describe your filming style in a couple words?
1: Besides aesthetic, oh, uh, I think like reckless and the reckless, fast paced, like very raw. Raw is I think a good word to describe my film style right now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a good question.
0: Favorite class at Loyola. Holy
2: shit! We have
0: one. <laughs> Am I stressing you out with these? <laughs>
2: Favorite
1: class? Dude, what classes I'm in right now? <laughs> oh, sheesh. I guess, uh, I guess most comm classes, but like right now I, I actively comm 214, which is creative advertising something. It's a writing intensive course at Loyola, but I, perp- like, I couldn't take it because I didn't have the prereqs because it's an advertising class. Mm-hmm. I'm in the film program. So I purposely took an extra class this summer. So I took advertising principles so I could just take this class with this professor because the description sounded so good.
0: And I'm loving it. What's the class about?
1: You just look at ad campaigns throughout history or currently and you like dissect them and you learn what makes a good brand and campaign. And it's a lot of the craft side too. So you're actually like making projects of like, you're making ads in this class. And the professor is like, his name is Gary Doyle, and he's, like, one of the most successful, you could say, like, ad creatives in the industry and in Chicago. Like, he was the guy who wrote the slogan for the Obama campaign in 2008. I think it's Yes, We Can. And he's, like, worked with Porsche and all these other crazy companies. Very direct, funny, witty dude. He knows what he's talking about. It's a very good connection. I feel like I, feel like I learned a lot from him. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, it's like, I mean, you have you have a creative teaching class. It's not traditional at all. It's like, oh, you have this assignment doing this day. You read this and you read this. It's just more like, what's what's good to look at type of thing.
0: Nike or Adidas or neither.
1: Nike, but I'm switching over to the three stripe gang. It's just I don't know why. I I think Adidas is making some cool clothes right now and doing some cool collabs, especially in the lifestyle world.
2: Oh, I I got three stripe gang.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could go three stripe gang, but I I do hold Nike true to my heart. I still run and wear everything almost Nike. See, (laughs) okay.
0: What's the easiest part of what you do?
1: Oh, she's the easiest part. Honestly, I think the filming is the easiest part. I think that comes naturally to me. Like, just like I get in the zone and I'm just shooting. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part for me is the planning and network and connection part I think I'm very easy to talk to I enjoy meeting new people but I think the hardest part for me is planning a project with a collaborator and agreeing to an outcome a lot of times I just kind of want to shoot things I want to do in my way and I hate the process of like talking to people and be (laughs) like no, so like this is what I want to do but I don't know is that is that what you want like, yes. I think that's the hard part.
0: That yeah, was like us in our class and we're like, okay, so how do you want to do this? Like our horror film. We're like, well, you can do this. I'm like, sure, whatever. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't really know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
0: oh, man. What's a film that you could watch over and over again?
2: Oh
1: sheesh <laughs> Oh, the Swiss Army man.
0: <laughs> Who's that by? D- Never heard of that.
1: Daniel Radcliffe is in that. Oh. You should watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so oh. funny. Oh my gosh. I can't even like describe what the plot is. I don't think it even has a plot. It's just like <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe being weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. So, when you're not filming, running, photographing, what do you like to do just for yourself? What's something that's. You <laughs> take the time um... out for you.
2: Oh god, that's a really good question.
1: Do you think? So I've been journaling a lot recently this past year in my free time when I get a chance to get like a journal and just like reflect on everything I've been doing in my life. And then I like drinking beers with my friends. <laughs> that's pretty fun. Are you
0: darker, happier, what's
1: your? I'm a. Gorgeous? I'm a big. I love sours. Mm-hmm. I love sour beers so much. But I recently discovered I'm allergic to them. <laughs> so what? I like to drink a lot of, I drink a lot of hazy IPAs right now. I'm very Chicago. I, I, I've been being Chicago by sticking to the Goose Island breweries mm-hmm. and buying their beers. But yeah, drinking, drinking with friends. That's about it. I'm trying to travel more
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I can. I, I took a solo trip up to northern Minnesota. like months, A couple months ago. It was very fun. It was incredible. It was the first time I drove like nine, ten hours by myself.
0: Did you listen to music, podcasts, audio book?
1: I, I listened to like every single piece of song I ever had, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to listen to anymore. <laughs> it was just a lot of just a lot of Bon Ivor. Bony Bear. Is that what people say? I I, call, I said Bon Ivor, but people. Said That's what bon Iver. I thought.
0: It was bon Ivor too. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but a lot of Bon Bony Bear. What'd you and, do down there? Uh, bike. <laughs> I biked <Yeah>. and ran. <laughs>
2: Plus, Kevin.
1: That's what I, that's what I do for fun. I think I, I mean, like, no one right now is forcing me to run what? at this level or bike. I just do it because I generally enjoy it. That's
2: I don't know why. If that's really ride. weird. Is that
1: weird? My longest bike ride. Oh, she. Maybe like I think it's like eighty miles. I haven't broken hundred yet. I feel like I should have done that at this point.
0: Eighty miles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess I actually, this is funny. I didn't, I wasn't really good at riding a bike. I never really did it when I was younger, but I had my mom's bike and I went around the neighborhood. I'm like, this is so nice. The breeze in your hair. So
1: fun. Yeah. It is, I I, I get the
0: appeal. I get it.
1: It's so, so fun.
0: One more question What advice would you give someone who wants to pursue filmmaking or photography?
2: Oh, man. Good question. Um,
1: I think you just gotta be relentless. You really I think you really have to I think to be in this industry you just have to be like not afraid to fail because I've I've failed a lot or like I've fucked up a lot of projects <laughs> in my time. That's how but you learn. I think that's a part of the, yeah, that's the part of the learning experience. You do better for next time. But you just really have to be relentless and you have to put yourself out there. Like no one's gonna come to you and be like, yo, You're hired on the bulls. Like, you want to do this. People on Instagram DM DM you all the time to do work, but like, no one's going to, like, when you're first starting, going to be like, oh, yo, like, do this for me or do this project. Like, you really have to put yourself out there and like email people, reach out to uh, people in positions of directors and whatever, whatever. But it's that relentless pursuit that Mm -hmm. you need to have in your head. You have to really nail it in your head that like you're going to make it at some point. I don't think you'll realize it when you make it because you might have made it, but there's always so much more you can do
2: Or mm-hmm. me.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. So you have an Instagram. What is your Instagram so people can follow you? If-
1: Man, I don't even have to plug it myself, you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Instagram handle is at Kguna K-G-U-N-A-A. That's it.
0: Don't you have a YouTube channel? I heard, talk about this you have vlogs
1: oh sheesh yeah that's stupid vlogs <laughs>
0: Wait, okay kevin does these cool vlogs from loyola
1: so for loyola athletics we have an official vlog that i produce of student athletes but for my personal youtube channel i i make my own vlogs of my own life sometimes when i have time and it usually happens in the summer because that's when i have time to edit them Mm -hmm. but it's just me being stupid like (laughs) my (laughs) vlogs are just running workouts and then we do something in the middle of the day which is like a bike ride and then just drink at night and that's basically the entirety of every single plot of vlogs so I mean I'm saving everyone's time by like not watching everything because it's (laughs) basically the same plot every single time I post something (laughs) like that (laughs) but yeah if you want get get,
0: we can we can add it in there Well, thank you so much for doing this for me and for coming on. I knew I wanted to interview (laughs) you. It
1: was fun. Thanks for listening. Yes,
0: thanks for listening to podcast. podcast. Yes, the next episode will be in November. It'll be great. Come back. Listen. Peace out.